Hey everybody, uh, welcome to I Wanna Say It. You know I do. You know I wanna say focus, focus. on the family. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll I'll know confidently the name of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There, which does not have any F's in it, but nope. it's a funny podcast about family, which makes me wanna say we are focused on the family. We have a funny focus on the family mm-hmm. here at Don't Make Me Come Back There. Um I'm Dustin Nickerson, comedian and host of this and here uh with uh the artist formerly known as C T English. <laughs> Steven English, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good. We are. Uh, we have a really fun episode today uh, with Ken Gar. Ken Gar is a Los Angeles-based stand-up comedian, originally from Chicago, and we talked to him about his life growing up in the Midwest, and particularly growing up as the youngest kid with uh, with uh, a good chunk of older siblings, and what that was like being the baby of the family. So uh, enjoy the episode. We we talk a lot about uh, really just uh, again, you know, it's a really unique life being the youngest. Uh, you know, the relationship with the parents, the relationship with the siblings, the relationships with the siblings when they're much older, all those kind of things. So you can follow him at uh, at comedian Ken Gar. That's K E N. G-A-R-R. Uh, that's his Twitter and his Instagram handle. So, yeah. How you doing, Stephen? Good. Good, man. Good. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. So we had uh, our most exciting uh, event of the summer so far. Um, just a couple weeks ago, uh, we are at uh, Coronado. Did I say that correctly? Yes. <laughs> Coronado. <laughs> Crown City. Uh, we're at Coronado. We're at, we're at the beach. And uh, me and my daughter and uh, my, my middle child, Gloria, we're, and Joel, we're all out swimming, and we're having a good time. And uh, Gloria steps on something, or thinks she steps on a little rock. She comes running in, uh, and she had gotten stung by a stingray, uh, which I did not know this is crazy common. Have you? You grew up around beaches and stuff? Yeah, I've been. What's your experience I've with never the stingrays? St- I've never been. My brothers uh, for sure have. I've never been stung by a stingray. I've been stung by a jellyfish once but i but it wasn't memorable i'm too fast (laughs) of a swimmer i'm just too fast i'm just zipping around nobody's swimming when it happens zipping around you're having when you're walking (laughs) (laughs) they don't they lay on the ground a portuguese man of war came at me (laughs) i juked him i juked him in the water ankles i know you have no ankles or bones or cartilage (laughs) of any type you would have broke them (laughs) that's why you look like that you did have ankles but i broke them Uh, so but your brothers did yeah so like that's a common thing, yeah. the stingray. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah, and I I've seen that it's very common at Coronado. See, Did, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I looked it up, and like last year they had a they had a two day span where sixty people got stung. <laughs> you got to shut down that beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at, at guy fifteen, you go. You know what? <laughs> That's a wrap. They're just doing the Jaws thing. Just had fifteen <laughs> minutes <laughs> north. You know, yeah. <laughs> we have beaches the whole yeah. coastline. It was uh, it was very dramatic. She has a very high pain tolerance. She's easily our toughest kid. Sorry, other two kids, um, but she was crying quite a bit. And I had the like, all right, I'm gonna be a dad moment. But it was like the lifeguards were almost done. But I it was like bleeding. I was like, okay, something's bad here. If even if this was just a rock, like we need to get some bandages and sure. stuff on this. Or something. Yeah, Bactine, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got like some just gasoline she can dip this in. Uh, that'll clean it right up. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I got to take her to the lifeguard stand and I got to get there quick because uh, they're closing right now. And I realized just how much of a pansy dad I am carrying 50 pounds of dead weight <laughs> for about 200 yards in the sand. Yeah. While your kid's crying, I was like, Gloria, you got to help me out. You got to. <laughs> Can you throw an arm over my neck? You're no Kevin Costner, man. What's that reference? Bodyguard. Oh, bodyguard. He did in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, Whitney Houston may have weighed less than my child, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Whitney was real thin for a lot of different reasons then. But I felt pathetic. I was like, I was just shaking. Just the the biceps were on fire, (laughs) on fire. And I was like, I could sack of potatoes her over the shoulder, but that's... That just looks... That's a a bad look. look. (laughs) Just a certain look. And then the funny thing was we got to the lifeguard stand. Finally, it was like 8.58. And you would think they were a Jamba Juice trying to get out of there two minutes early. (laughs) Trying to convince a 19-year-old to stay maybe two minutes past the clock is impossible. He's like, oh, I don't even need to look. I know what it is. And I go, okay. He didn't tell me what it is. I know what it is. Okay, is uh, yeah? this a game show? Yeah. <laughs> do I have to guess? Yeah. And he goes, Stingray. I go, okay. He goes, do you live close? I go, I live about 15 minutes. He's like, okay, well, you need to get her foot in water ASAP. I was like, well, yeah. you know, um, 
sir, we're at a beach right now, yeah. which means my car is at least 10 minutes away. Right, right. <laughs> like, and he's like, well, yeah, you just got to get your foot in hot water. I was like, well, is there anything you can do for me? He's like, we're about to pack up. He didn't say yes or no. And I was like, but is there anything you could do for me? Right. Mind the crying eight-year-old right in front of me. <laughs> and he goes, well, we have these stingray bags. I was like, you have a specific bag? <laughs> bag. <laughs> <laughs> and he spent what literally took 45 seconds to yeah. open stingray bag that had a stingray on it and yeah. put hot water on it and not make any eye contact with me and like roll his eyes while yeah. he did it. I was like, this is it. San Diego's finest right wow. here. That's, yeah, that's not a job for, I mean, it's a job that only 19-year-olds have, but it's not a job that 19 year olds Do you know why they get it? It's because they still have good vision. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason. Once you hit 27, like, and things are a little blurry, yeah. you can't be a, a beach lifeguard And anymore. they don't feel like a jerk when, they, when, they, when you drive in, like, those Jeeps without, like, the... Yes. Like, they're the only people who can drive those and not feel like a complete... Yeah. Just... Idiot. tool yeah. yeah yeah it was so the funny thing is so it hurts for an hour and it was almost to the dot like an hour it was done and then my uh eight-year-old and i was so proud of her milked it so hard <laughs> she wrapped like a full wrap like knee down yeah. past her foot on, for like two days i'm like glory <laughs> you're fine yeah but i was kind of proud of her at the same time sure. she's like can i get a bell in bed it's like <laughs> no you may not <laughs> I'm going to go to the Bell store for me. Yeah. Anyways, that's the middle child. But this episode is talking about being the youngest child with uh, Ken Gar here. Make sure you follow us on all of our uh, social medias. Yeah. We are uh, Don't Make Me Come Back There. That's our handle on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. And if you want to shoot us an email uh, about topics or guests that you'd like to have on, we are Don't Make Me Come Back There at gmail.com. And make sure and rate and subscribe and all that fun stuff. Thanks for checking out. Enjoy this episode with Ken Gar. See you guys. Uh, hey, everybody here with uh, Ken Gar. Hey, Ken. thanks for having me. Yeah, and Stephen English is listening over here. He's not allowed to talk. And Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi. We can hear you a little bit. <laughs> thanks for coming down. And uh, how's your week in San Diego going so far? You guys got here Sunday? Yeah. For her work? Yeah. No, it's been going great. Um, I drove back to L.A. Monday night for my radio show. I have a radio show in L.A. Okay. That I do, and then I drove back What's last night. What's the radio night. show? I don't know that. Um, it's, uh, it's the Kim and Ken show. It's on Dash Radio. Okay. And Dash Radio is kind of like, uh, Spotify, Pandora. It's like the little guy that's coming up. All right. Um, but yeah, but no, we have every, every Monday we have a live radio show from nine to 11. Oh, that, 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 that plug on this podcast is going to take it. Double it up. Yeah. It's big blowing it up, guys. Yeah, that's Make really sure you next. tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we save to the, the plugs till the end, but we just got no, right to it. No, we got to write to it. Any shows coming up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But they won't, the dates, we don't know when this is going to release, so all dates. Put them way out. After yeah. 2019 yeah, yeah. looking. <laughs> January 2019. Uh, well, good. What have you even been doing the day? Because she's at the conference, so you just, and you're I not said, doing spots at night. This is your first spot. Well, I guess you went back up to LA last night. Yeah, but uh, I sat at the pool all day today and wrote. On your dime. On yeah, your company's yeah. dime, Jen. Yeah, so my girlfriend's in San Diego for a conference, and uh, she was nice enough to invite me to stay with her and i was like all right you go conference i'll go pool <laughs> and i was literally at the pool and i was like writing all day at the pool until my laptop died and i'm like well i'm just done writing now well so, it's a sign from above yeah the yeah lord wants me to sabbath yeah so i just rested in the salt water filtered whatever pool oh it's one of yeah. the salt water pools yeah it's a, it's such yeah. a new thing right yeah like most gross. of the pools are now salt watery yeah because it's cheaper to maintain no way give me a big yeah chlorinated oh that's what we we grew up my skin <laughs> yeah we grew up with like bloodshot eyes all uh, summer yeah just wrinkled fingers uh, and... i don't need goggles yeah i'll find the penny dude we i think all we wore all we wore were uh swimsuits in the summer yeah that's all we ever wore well, where'd you grow you grew up in chicago midwest yeah i grew okay. up in the south side of chicago okay that's the good side right yeah well <laughs> depends on who you ask yeah. right but it's it's kind of like the the blue collar yeah. cops firemen teachers kind of south side of chicago right gang members that kind of yeah. stuff. yeah all the blue collar work yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. cops Ooh. gang Ooh. members yeah. stabbings yeah you know. the people wearing blue all right. the blue people. Yeah, yeah. some reds depends on <laughs> <laughs> the firemen and yeah, the bloods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you grew up in, so outside, how far from the city? Uh, so in the city, but like 20 minutes from downtown. Okay. Yeah, 25 okay. minutes. Yeah. I feel like I knew you were from Chicago before you ever told me you were from Chicago. Really? Just the vibe. Yeah. I the, Chicago, to me, it's one of my favorite places to visit and to play because they have this weird hybrid, and maybe I'm off here, this is my experience, 
of like like northeast punk like i'm mean i'm a jerk and midwest politeness like it's a little bit of both like they'll let you be mean a little bit but they'll also open the door for you yeah like, someone put it really uh, great they, he basically said like you're like one of the nicest guys i've ever met but i can tell you've got a switch in the back of your head right <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Ken, he's great, but yeah. I don't want to mess with him. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know about how accurate that is. But and I don't think like... that's true of the Midwest. I think that's true of Chicago. <laughs> right. It's exactly it. you yeah. are a big, big city near yeah. the East Coast. Right. Uh, but you're kind of Midwest. Midwest claims you, but let's Oh, be yeah. Real. You're nothing like the it's rest so of the It's so funny because we're, we're everyone from Chicago will say, well, yeah, I grew up in the Midwest. But like anybody outside of Chicago is like, oh, you're from the East Coast, Chicago. And yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's so confusing to be from Chicago. Like, no, we're from the Midwest. Let's not like, get maps involved. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing, whole thing. Well, like, oh, right, isn't Ohio further east than uh, yeah. Illinois? Nobody yeah, would yeah. ever guess that. Right. When you say Ohio, I'm like middle of the country. Right. It touches yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just Chicago has a different. But as soon as you get out of Chicago, I believe that I'm in the Midwest. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. I've done some gigs. You don't have to drive that far no. outside of Chicago to be like, we got a Subway sandwich shop here. It's pretty fancy. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And it's new. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So you grew up. Uh, was so was your dad blue collar? What did Very, you, yeah, what fiery did you do? Fire, a firefighter, yeah, a fiery fighter, a fiery fighter, <laughs> um, super savage. Uh, yeah, no, your I, dad's a firefighter. My grandpa was a firefighter. My dad and and both my brothers are firefighters. Oh, so where does everyone land on you? Uh, not the fire. I went to college. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, so you I, really into, I walked into one fire. I'm like, we're good. We're not, <laughs> really no. hot. Yeah. Really hot. I Smoke is hurting my eyes. I teared up instantly. I don't know how you guys do this. Yeah. Is that I, true? You actually walked into a fire? Oh, yeah. My dad used to take us to work, and I, I was putting <laughs> fire out in projects in Chicago when you I was 12. You can't take your kid to put a fire out? <laughs> he did? What? Yeah. Yeah. That's not... Oh, yeah. Of the take your kid to work day. It's not taking him to the office. Oh, like, yeah. You, hey, kid, yeah. hold the ho- point low. Yeah. And and you you'd go to the firehouse. You'd stay. They work twenty four hour shifts. Right. So you'd stay with them all twenty four hours. You had a fire, uh, the coat, the boots, the helmet. Sounds adorable. All of it. Yeah. You would you would dress, and then he would take you. Uh, you would now when my dad was in the Cabrini Green projects, which are like the worst projects in the whole world. Okay. And so we would literally uh, go to a fire, and a lot of times they they had garbage shoots. And uh, the people that the kids there would throw matches down the fire chute and it would catch fire, and so you would have to like climb twelve flights of stairs, right? With uh, basically what that they call a hand bad pump. pastime, by yeah, the way, of of hobbies to do. Oh yeah, Let's just throw a, a match down here. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, fire. it brings the firemen out and they want right. to like ride the rig and hang out. So <laughs> you're like, uh, we do this for free at yeah. carnivals and stuff, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah. That comes to your school. Not a lot once of carnivals a year. showing up at Cabrini Green <laughs> yeah, Project House. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. We're like, hey, you want to do the rifle game? Yeah, I'm really good at uh, it. I'm really good at the <laughs> rifle game. Like, oh. <laughs> we lost all of our stuffed animals immediately. Yeah. The prizes are gone. That's fantastic. <laughs> so you got a taste of that early, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to go away from the family business. Yeah. I And, and you know, truth be told, I uh, you had to be 18 to take the test, and they only the test only comes out every uh, every 10 years so mm. I was 17 when the first test came out so I couldn't take it and then I was 27 when the other test came out and by that point I had already started yeah. a career and you, you can know. only become a fireman every 10 years in Chicago yeah, it's oh. such a popular because it's the, the benefits are so amazing oh I see and you know and so like That's like 30,000 people will sign up to take the test and they'll right. have a list of 10,000 people you know, and so wow. it's just a, such a great job that everyone wants to be a firefighter in Chicago. Right, but, and both your brothers got in. Yeah. So yeah. you have the two brothers and then... My sister, she's a principal. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So she's a... And, uh, the, and uh, do you guys say grammar school or elementary school? Uh, elementary, yeah, yeah. but you we'd know have went with mean. you. We could have made the leap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made fun of a lot because I go grammar school. Like, what's grammar? Grammar school, yeah, yeah. some sort of freak, you it's know. Like, grammar school, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, so she's I, a grammar school or elementary school principal. principal. Yeah, big time. Yeah, she's she's a she's got like fourteen degrees. She's really? the smartest person in the world. Yeah. So you grew up. That's what I uh, I want to talk the most about. So you grew up the youngest of four. Yep. Mom and dad both in the picture. 
Oh yeah, this is a very married fifty four years. Wow, this is yeah, Barry this and is Mar- the most like Chicago thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and Barry and Mar- Maryland grew up on the South Side. Barry White and Sox. Maryland, yep. Barry not and easy Maryland. to say. <laughs> Barryland, yeah. Um, yeah, combo. We call them Mar and Bear. Mar and Bear. That's yep. the cutest thing I've ever. heard. Yeah, they're adorable. Fifty four years. Yep, uh, they're high school sweethearts. Um, Get out of here. Three three older siblings. My oldest brother and I are twelve years apart. He's got five daughters. I have fourteen nieces and nephews. Holy smokes! Okay, so the gap we between be you screwing. and <laughs> <laughs> also very Midwest of you. Yeah, yeah. Are you Catholic or were you raised religious? Lutheran. Or? Lutheran. So here's what's interesting. I grew up in an Irish Catholic neighborhood, but I'm English Protestant, <laughs> and so I would just walk around on a horse, be like, "Pay your taxes," <laughs> and they're like, "We don't get it. We're really young for these yeah. references." What is happening right now? But I seem that you enjoy this bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a point of conflict with other families or anything? I mean, or well, was everybody well, pretty open-minded about it? No, nah, I mean, it was just kind of the neighborhood. But what was different for me is that I didn't go to a Catholic grammar school, so I didn't know a lot of kids in the neighborhood. Mm. I, I, went, I was shipped off to a public school and took a bus. Okay. And so because I didn't go to Catholic grammar school, I wasn't really kind of part of the crew. Oh, I had, like in the neighborhood? Yeah, in the yeah. neighborhood, just because they didn't know me. I didn't go to school with them. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I kind of was on my own a little bit. I had a, my best friend, who's still my best friend today, uh, he moved when I was 10. And so like, from I think 10 until like 14, I really just didn't have a lot of friends, mm. you know, and just kind of like figured it out on my own. Right. Did that make you close to the siblings? Were the siblings close? Because no, they were doing my, the same thing or no? You no, know, because my, my brother and I, my oldest brother and I are 12 and a half years apart, so he was pretty much out of the house by the time I was like nine. Right, before you were remembering And my much. other brother, Keith, he's three and a half years older than me, and just, we, we hated each other growing really? up. Just, I mean, he pounced on me, like, like, like the Wonder Years, you know what I mean? Like there was no—I mean, there, was there wasn't a even sister a in between the two of you. No, she's my she's the second oldest. She's so nine brother, sister, yep. brother, you. Yep. Okay, that's exactly it. So you and the one closest to you hated each other. Yeah, absolutely. Just constant, just brother yeah. fighting. Oh, I wasn't even fighting. It was just just pounding. You were just taking a beating. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking. I'm like, I don't know how to fight, but I can take a beating. Like, this guy will not go down. I'm like, another thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was prepping you for comedy, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, honestly, this doesn't hurt that bad. Right. But yeah. What was it? And was it just one of those kind of brother relationships where you, it would, it would like you would just wouldn't not see it coming or would you poke his he didn't like my personality so my my brother (laughs) he just didn't i mean that's the most overarching like (laughs) what'd you guys fight no he just didn't like who i was no (laughs) he didn't didn't like my my soul he didn't care (laughs) who i was as a person like the things i said and i got plenty of feedback from him (laughs) he made it perfectly clear i was not welcome in his life (laughs) so um he so my brother uh was born uh i forget what the term is but he had basically is the umbilical cord around his throat. Oh, yeah. And then they cut off the oxygen. So he was born with a couple of learning disabilities. It just takes him a little bit longer to, like, you know, sit down and focus and read. Okay. And I, like, had this, like, crazy IQ and was, like, in magnet schools and gifted schools my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of, like, this very opposite kind of, like, he has the most street smarts I've ever met of of anybody. You know what I mean? Like, let's not go down this alley. Let's, like, you know, and he's a paramedic and, and he can, like stick his finger in gunshot wounds and like has like like this unbelievable street knowledge whereas i'm just like give me a book and i'll figure it out Mm -hmm. you know i'll youtube it yeah and so we just have very opposite personalities he's very quiet we we call him like the silent ninja like you don't even know when he's in the room and i'm just like walking to a room like just like this you know firework show is going off so i think we just had a clashing personality we get along great now i was gonna say when did the bridge form between the two of you i think it was like i mean it wasn't that long ago to be honest really? I, well i think it was like after college yeah you know and i kind of realized you know i i think i grew up a little bit and realized that you know he's his own person and has his own personality mm-hmm. and you know and and, and we just kind of like outgrew it but right. you know we definitely butted heads man i mean it was just <laughs> big part of your childhood oh dude just threw me in a dryer you know it was like, <laughs> thankfully he couldn't figure out how to turn it on you know what I mean? <laughs> like, listen like, i mean, mean there's even hard. a dryer sheet in there i've I'm never like, been <laughs> more thankful for your learning disability than right now <laughs> right <laughs> i don't mean to be mean <laughs> yeah. but i'm so glad you didn't yeah. figure out how to turn that on i'm just in here with snuggle the bear right now <laughs> Like, what's happening? <laughs> but yeah, he was he was pretty pretty brutal. So, <laughs> so I'm always curious about because um, I grew up with just the one sister, and uh, we were pretty close because we were raised by a single dad. So, like siblings in that scenario, a lot of time you're like, listen, if we don't have each other, we got nothing. Right? Uh, yeah. Dad yeah, was yeah. Gone. My dad 
worked for the airline union and worked a lot of hours so sure. we could eat and such and and uh yeah very casually eat and such um yeah <laughs> survive and whatnot yeah, yeah i got it yeah. Yeah, yeah and so we were close but we were also close in age range so sometimes i'm curious about the relationship between the youngest and a kid that's 12 years apart because you don't know them at all then yeah so you don't really have like the foundation of having a childhood together right but are you close now do you have a relationship now not really no is that I weird mean, to you it, that you just have a brother that you're yeah like, i mean we get look when we're at family parties we get along he comes yeah. he's been to my shows a ton of shows he's been oh, very cool. supportive yeah um if i needed him he, he would be there but like i don't like we've never really taken the time to kind of like get to know each other right. like very much, and I think, I, I don't know. I think eventually it might happen, mm-hmm. but like he's got five kids. Right. He is a very high-ranking officer. You know, he he has a lot of responsibilities. So I don't like. It's not like man, I wish I knew my brother. It's just like oh, it just hasn't really. We haven't had the time. We sure. live twenty-three hundred miles away. Right. But when we get together, we laugh. We have a great time. He saved my life one time. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He saved my life. I How? I was. Um, he was giving me a ride to school and he had this old like Plymouth Duster mm-hmm. and we were turning left onto 87th Street in Chicago and <laughs> the door flew open on the on his car the door flew the open passenger door the passenger door flew how open how old are you right now i'm probably 9 or 10 okay and he's taking me to school and he you know he he drove muscle cars so he was like making this turn quick that door flew open and out i was going and he literally grabbed me by the hand what? and yanked me back like in the rock yeah i mean it was like it was like fast and furious yeah. I'm like, you know it was but it was crazy and we we still talk about it to this day you know so i've i've got great memories with my brother it's yeah. just one very good memory yeah one very good memory of me not dying that's uh, such next level yeah. of like the mom who when the groceries go forward puts her hand there yeah or the kid goes forward your brother literally reached out and yeah and saved you from flying out a door which would have surely killed you yeah and we also had this weird um i, I don't know what the word is but like um like I so one day I was playing in a basketball game and I got tangled up with a dude and fell and broke my jaw mm-hmm. and he swears to this day that he felt it like he like Whoa. we have some type of symbiotic relationship where like like he actually felt it and like he got a like huh. I couldn't get a hold of my parents so they called my brother and he ended up picking me up and he's just like I knew that one of my brothers had broken his jaw he's like I don't know it was the weirdest thing crazy he's like, yeah and I don't know if it's ever happened again but it was like one of those like weird connections yeah. he's like he's like because he had broken his jaw huh. uh, when he was a kid and he's just like he's like yeah he's like I got this huge pain in my jaw and I'm like why do I just feel like somebody broke their jaw wow. and sure enough I had that's yeah, weird yeah and that's interesting to me that you had that and he saved your life and you're like, man, we're not very close. <laughs> <laughs> he probably listens to this podcast. He probably listens to like every podcast I ever do. He's just he like, knows you're I doing love it. my brother. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. you're doing it right now. So yeah. I thought we were so close. He's also the funniest. I felt your jaw break. <laughs> yeah. He's also the funniest guy in our family. Is like, he? Oh, I mean. He... Well, the comedian is never the funniest. Right. Yeah. Isn't that so funny how that works out? Yeah. Yeah. He I is... had someone I was back up. So I grew up in Federal Way, Washington, which is right next to Tacoma. So yeah. last weekend I was in Tacoma. I'm coming out. I had high school friends like, man, you were you were not funny in high school. Like really? not even like you weren't that funny. I didn't see you. It's just like, no, you weren't. You weren't funny. And I was like, well, <laughs> some of it is because you didn't talk to me then. <laughs> and now you're like, yeah, I know this comedian. But yeah, we, yeah. we don't usually the signs. There's some exceptions, but usually the signs of who you think would be a stand up comedian yeah. are not what you think they would be. Yeah, I was a class clown from start oh, to finish. Oh, you were? Start to finish. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. there we go. Yeah, your I brother needed was attention funnier. pretty early on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would well, you think that came from being the youngest kid? I think so. I think a lot of comedians are the youngest yeah. in their family. I've seen that uh, quite a bit. Um, but I also think that, like, um, I just, I had, like, it, the first time I made a group of people laugh, there was something about it that made me just want to keep doing that. Sure. And I didn't stop and when i was actually writing about this the other day because like certain teachers like hated me because mm-hmm. i was so disruptive but i also got really good grades because i was smart and so yeah. it was like this nightmare combination interesting but there were other teachers who like tolerated it and even like enjoyed my sense of humor and i loved those teachers right so if i hated a teacher i, I often did poor in a class 
because I was like resentful of it. But if I loved it, like if they loved my sense of humor and, yeah. got, and like got me, yeah. Like my fifth te- fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Morley, she got me. She yeah. laughed at my jokes. <laughs> like, all right, settle down. Yeah. And I would, I would respect the classroom yeah. versus like Mrs. Ludwig, who was just like oh, hated my guts. Awful. Yeah, I definitely. We had this one teacher, uh, Ms. O'Connor, and you know how like in elementary school, second grade, they would like. You would find, I don't know if they did this, but the way we would find out your classes, they would post them. Like, they would literally, we would go, like, there would be two weeks before school, they would post the classes, like, on the windows outside of our school office. Yeah. And so there'd be a day where we all knew went up there, and we were, and and you always knew who got Miss O'Connor's class, because there would be a group of second graders crying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And because when you get a bad teacher in elementary school, your next 10 months is garbage. Oh, yeah. You just ruined. They... She, like... She, I remember we all remember she would smoke in the parking lot and just kind of like stare in at her kids. Yeah. She would like kind of like during recess, like she would go do smoke. And I remember she scratched a couple kids, you oh, know, Jesus. yeah, <laughs> all stuff yeah. that kind of flew in the 90s, but not anymore. <laughs> this is yeah. Mrs. Ludwig was so bad that my mom finally had to go and threaten her. Like it was it was bad. She she did not like and we like we like to your point, like in seventh grade we were supposed to get Mr. Mankowski and this guy was a huge pushover. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he like transferred out of that school. We got Mrs. Ludwig twice. <laughs> Bro, fourth, fourth and seventh grade. Oh, and finally man. finally I'd I'd come home crying because yeah. this this lady like was you and you don't know at the time that she was like abusive to me. And I'm coming, I'm, I'm in tears. And my mom's like, well, Mrs. Ludwig said this to me today. And she's like, I'll be right back, mom, baby. Yeah. You know, like my mom, like a black mom. I'll be right back, baby. I'm going to talk to Mrs. Ludwig. Really, 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 you know? And she would, she went in there and that lady never, she didn't even talk to me for the rest of the school year. Yeah, it's so funny that teacher stuff, like you get, oh man. And I remember speaking of the siblings, like, you know, I had older siblings, so they would like warn me, mm-hmm. like, and you'd be like grieved together, like, "Oh, you got Mr. Engelbertson. Oh, oh yes, yeah. that's great. Oh, Miss Knapp, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you next summer. Oh yeah, you're gonna hate all of this. And then I went to Catholic high school. Same thing, man. You got that nun. You're oh like, yeah, that's wanted, different level. Nobody wanted Sister Helen. Yeah. Oh God, are you kidding me? Because then you have mean uh, and normal discipline and the pressures of education and religion mixed in. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which really takes it to a different level. And I was Lutheran. I had no idea what they were talking about. I'm like, I'm just like diet Catholic. I don't. Lutheran's not even diet Catholic. Lutheran is the is founded by the guy that was like, hey, Catholic, we're out. Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the 99 things you're doing wrong. Yeah, 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 exactly. There you go. Yeah. And the OCD means like you couldn't find one more thing just to get an even hundred. Here's the 99 things. You got a hundred? Nope. I have 99 yeah. problems with you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to roll in there is to be to roll in some real enemy territory. At oh least yeah. Amongst Christians, that's funny. Uh, so, but what? So, did your older siblings go to different school? I'm trying to. Figure. Yeah. So, like my. They didn't have the same education process as you. No. So here's what happened. So my bro, my oldest brother and sister went to public high school. Mm-hmm. My my brother who had kind of some learning disabilities, they found out that. The Catholic school actually had a special kind of course for people with learning disabilities. Okay. So they they sent him to Catholic high school, and then they they sent me to Catholic high school because by the time I got to high school, our neighborhood had changed and was no longer a safe neighborhood. Oh, And the I public see. school had a lot of gangs in it. They're like, the Catholics will keep you safe. Yeah, so they're like, look, we're going to just send you to Catholic high school because they couldn't send me to... The public high school because I would there just in been the like, gap between your sister and you. Yeah, it had gotten that bad. Yeah, because well, what we experienced um, and it was basically like what they call white flight, and so mm-hmm. like one black family moved into our neighborhood and everyone left the neighborhood, and we didn't. We were just like, well, we're not racist pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And my dad we'll worked stay. for the city, and he needed to live in the city, and he's just like, I'm not gonna like move just because you know our neighborhood changed. You know what right. I mean? But. When the landscape of the neighborhood changed, then you had a lot of Latino gangs, a lot of black gangs that were all in the public school yeah. now. And I and and they were just going after white kids, you know what I mean? Mm. So they sent me to Catholic school just to kind of like be safe. Right. So. Did they did your family still live in that neighborhood or did they No, they moved in 2000, but we were literally the last white family to move out of that neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so hey. I, I grew up, in, so I always joke that I've been a minority my whole life because I grew up yeah. in an Irish Catholic neighborhood and I'm English Protestant. Right. And then it became a black neighborhood and I'm white. You know, yeah. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For all you listeners out there. Yeah, yeah just in case white. you weren't sure. <laughs> my name is Ken. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
So the the baby of the family though did that was that an issue? Were, were mom and dad checked out? Were they still pretty oh, yeah. gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were like they were done. Yeah, yeah. I remember at one summer I shaved my head, like uh, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, just cha- yeah. I don't know. I'm bald. <laughs> completely bald now. Ken's that's, bald. That's Sorry. where I screwed up. <laughs> uh, like Edward Furlong in Terminator. Like I had yes. the sides and the yes. back shaved, and like the top like blo- it took him like three weeks to notice. Like, I almost had to shave it again. And then like, finally, like... Parents, it's growing back. Yeah, they're like, to what'd you do to your hair? I'm like, finally, you get it, you know? Like, but that, like, that was, like, the height of my rebellion, is that I shaved my head. I was such a dork. Like, I didn't do drugs. I didn't start drinking. I was just like, shave my head. To, not- it. to not notice the shaved head it means they literally just weren't looking at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah that's exactly what it was. <laughs> not they weren't listening yeah. to you. They literally weren't even looking. Oh, they'd go on vac- they were going on vacations now. And they yeah. never did that my other siblings like they're just like yeah whatever he'll figure it out yeah it's real thing even if you just have two because even though i was so i was the youngest of the two and but it was you know we didn't come from a big family but it was only one parent so it was enough that my dad by the time my sister was like in high school it's like all right i'm done yeah i was talking with him last week we were driving up to oregon and he was asking me he's like you have like a you have good people skills because he gets very shy. And I was like, well, a lot of it, Dad, I learned in junior high. Uh, like I would every day I would go to the lunchroom and I would like. <laughs> Are uh, you my dad? Yeah. yeah. I would. <laughs> Do you know where my dad is at? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would ask people for money. I was oh, like, OK. Not, yeah. I, not like panhandling, but pretty yeah. much panhandling. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, hey, because I didn't have any money. So I was like, hey, can I get a dollar or whatever? And uh and my dad was like, why would you do that? I was like, because you didn't give me lunch money. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I give you lunch money. And I was like, no, dad, absolutely. Yeah. You most you came to my junior high maybe three times. Yeah. And, and that's where you fill up the lunch card, you know, <laughs> and you never had cash. And he's like, well, he didn't even know. He paid for me. And my sister went to the same college. Yeah. And he paid for all of her college and none of mine. Yeah. But until maybe a year ago, just realized that he paid for none of mine. Really? Like, no, I pay the University of Washington all the time. And I was like, yeah, Jessica's tuition, not yes. mine. <laughs> you literally just, just, like, just that last kid. He's like, I'll just get him through the big thing. So by the time I was in like, you know, upper middle school, high school. Yeah. He was vacationing sometimes with Jessica while I see. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. And it was, yeah. It was like, I guess I'm, I guess this is normal when That's... you're the youngest. We just have a totally different life. Yeah. A totally experience. So your parents were. Similar, just kind of checked now my, out. Now, my older siblings had it worse than I did because, like, how so? Because my parents didn't know how to be parents yet. Oh yeah, they're you know what I mean. So pigs. like, they got the the corporal punishment, the spankings, and all that, and I didn't really get that much because it was just like. Eh, we're over it. You know, yeah. we don't need to do all that stuff. <laughs> you know, like we were there. Yeah. Hey, this kid turns out. That's very true. I can yeah. say that as a dad that you kind of lose some of the zeal. Yeah. The tenacity of like every little thing is. And some of it because you realize it doesn't work. And some of it you realize like, man, it's not as important as I thought it was. Right. You know. Right. They'll figure it out. Like if it was something serious like like if I stole something or like something like yeah. major then like yeah then there, there would be some serious consequences I came home drunk one time in high school and it was like yeah you're grounded for the next two weeks okay you know? and it was just and then I, I actually came home threw up all over the bathroom and they didn't clean up the puke they waited for me to wake up the next day and that's then good, I had to clean that's up a good punishment oh, it, was the, it was the worst yeah because it's even worse that next day yeah I'm hungover and yeah, yeah they're, I mean they were all making fun of me but Kenny like, yeah yeah but it was like it was two weeks and then I missed like I missed our high school championship game because oh, no. I was grounded and then I'm like come on you gotta like, it's a championship game like don't have to tell you, buddy. You know, yeah. you're done. And I'm like, oh, man, you know. Yeah. So so do you have a different relationship with your parents than the older siblings then? Um, You know, my, I, I kind of, and I can't speak for them, but I kind of feel like they're like, well, my, you know, mom and dad, and we never played catch. And like, well, like my dad worked two jobs. He was 80 hours a week. And yeah. my mom was what like. What was his other job? He was a fireman. He was an electrician. So okay. firefighters have two days <laughs> off in between shifts yeah and a lot of times they'll become a painter or a roofer construction yeah and my dad picked up electrical work and so he did electrical you know so additions he worked, he worked every day and, yeah he worked he worked every single day yeah. um and so um you know he wasn't around a lot mm-hmm. and my I think my older siblings kind of like had some resentment with that maybe they didn't but i kind of get that feeling whereas i got to go to college for free 
You know what right. I mean? I got to go to Catholic high school for free. And right. like, I understood, like, the sacrifice that he was making. Hmm. And, you know, my dad would come home, like, dog-tired, smelled like fire. Right. You know, who knows what he had seen the night before. And I'd be like, you want to throw the football around? He's like, uh. You know, and he yeah. did when I asked. But I, we, we never went on fishing trips. We never, like, did that mm-hmm. dad stuff. And I I don't know. I kind of feel like it turned out okay. But I, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't, like, miss that stuff because I really – I respect my dad more than any other man because hmm. he did what he had to do to take care of his family. Right. And, and – and my dad came from like this horrible abusive childhood and he is like a self-made man i mean he owns properties all over he's you know he's he did it you know and he didn't have to like you know like let his past dictate his future i think that's good perspective that it's something that i've been trying to do more as a kid as my you know my parents child um, is to just be more empathetic to their upcoming, sure. you know, what they, because really you just want to, you want to do better than what you were given as a parent, you yeah. know, and, but that's not to say that they had it all bad. So when I look back at some of my dad's flaws and even now some of his personality flaws and their challenges, and then I think about what he had with his dad and his situation and you go, okay, I get it. Yeah. You try and just be a little more empathetic, like, they're not sometimes we can forget that our parents are humans <laughs> that's exactly it they're just people yeah yeah and they don't they, and parenting doesn't really come with a book no you know and and so like and uh, the books couple, that uh, they write are real bad terrible they're, they're written by people that don't have kids <laughs> yeah. right but i you know a couple of years ago i got sober and mm-hmm. and i remember when i came home sober for the first time and and i was like telling them how great i feel and how much my life has changed my dad's like well just you know remember this feeling when you fall off the wagon and i was just like so crushed by that oh. And, and like and so it took me a couple of days and finally we, he and I went out to lunch and I'm like look man I gotta tell you like that really sucked I'm like that really really hurt my feelings that you said that and he was like Ken I'm sorry he's like I, I didn't mean anything by it I go I just feel like you set me up for failure already mm. he's like that's not it he goes I'm just he goes I know everyone that's tried has fallen off at least once, and that's all I meant. I'm like, well, then say that then. Yeah. And that's what that's when we we had that conversation, yeah. which was he's like, Ken, this stuff doesn't come with a book. Right. He's like, I, you know, he said that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I did. You know, as parents, we do the best that we can. But when I look at like his mom was an alcoholic, his mm-hmm. his dad skipped town, like he was a, a war baby. You know what I mean? Like like right. you know, so like. You know, he, he's been working two jobs since he was 15. He had to raise his sister. So, like, there's like when you to your point, when you start empathizing with where, where they came from, like, look, we, we're alive. We did it. We're college educated. You know, like, we made it. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's like they did a pretty good job. But I think as, as people, we it's hard to realize that until you become an adult yourself. Yeah. And especially when you become a parent yourself, which I'm not, but I mean, it's one of the real challenges that I feel like in my adult life is now trying to figure out what my relationship with my parents is like. Yeah. Because they're on the golden years of their life. You know, my mom, my mom essentially was kind of like for the most part, MIA for like a good decade, like Mm -hmm. five to 15 which are big years for <laughs> she you. got yeah. out of the joint yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it wasn't an issue I think she was living in her own prison yeah uh, um, but it, those were all self-inflicted wounds and she would be honest about that but um, but you know she worked close now yeah and like I stayed at her house and we were up in Tacoma and and just trying to formulate like okay I would never choose a relationship with this person sure like because our we would never cross paths and uh, we don't have a, nat- a lot of natural, other than the fact that we're related, we don't have a ton in common. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then trying to figure out how those conversations were, especially when it's something like that, I think that's really brave and important that you said that to your dad. Because I would have yeah. been nervous to say something like I that. Was, I was dreading it, but I knew that I had to say it. Yeah. And I think that was part of the growth for me, is to be able mm. to like have this communication. Because at some point, the focus switches from parent to like friend. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah. not, you know, like we're, we're parent, you're my parent, but at some point now you're done parenting. Right. I've got the skills and the values and principles that I have and I got to go live my life. But now I got to kind of like set up boundaries with you guys. Yeah. And, you know, I've done that. I've done a lot of work with my mom mm. because my mom and I have a very kind of like, uh, 
we've got a good relationship, but like I've got to put a lot of boundaries. I, I literally had to sit down with my mom and explain show business to her <laughs> because she just didn't understand why I wasn't in every commercial, yeah. why I'm not on Saturday Night Live, why I'm not like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I finally- You should do, you should do yeah. Fallon. Yeah. You should be on The Tonight I know, Show. I just get on The Tonight Show, just get on it, you yeah. know? And, and now what I did is like, like now I just lie, you know, like, like oh yeah, I'm going to be at Lestat's on, on Tuesday and, you know, performing. How much does it pay? $1,000. Yeah, it's a thousand bucks, yeah. That's good money, yeah. 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 The, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> See, every could, show I every, every show I make is a thousand dollars. I couldn't do that like... to my uh, mom because then I would have to pay for everything. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Thousand yeah. Dollars, huh? Yeah. On a Tuesday, yeah. you're buying. Yeah. <laughs> I did do that with my parents one time though. Before before I became a full time comedian, I had a a very high paying corporate job, and I remember one time we were out. At the Home Depot, and we're shopping for fountains. Like, or it's not fountains, uh, sinks, uh, faucets. That's the word. Go. Sorry, we got there. So we're like, yeah, yeah. It took me a minute. Fountains. You can edit that, right? Yeah. Faucets, fountains, <laughs> waterfalls. Um, a can, a water well, we got, cannon. We got a toilet. Is yeah. what we got. <laughs> you know the things you drink from. I made every plumbing thing in that aisle. <laughs> So we're looking at faucets, and my mom is like keeps like pointing me to these like cheap plastic faucets, and so finally I'm like, well, I'm gonna get this like nickel plated bulb. Like it's just it's so expensive. And I turned and I looked at her, and I go, I'm rich. <laughs> and she goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, I I go, I have more money than I'll ever need to spend. I go, I'm a single guy, and I make this amount of money. I go, I, I'm just gonna buy this faucet, <laughs> and then like I just look at my dad. I'm like, oh no. He's like, well, Mr. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And so for like the next year and a half, that's all I ever heard was, well, why don't we have Ken pay for it? Yeah. He's rich. Oh, I'm like, oh, God. I'm rich. It's like one of those things that came off the tongue, and yeah. it was just like as soon as I said it, I'm like, well, I'm just a pile of Yeah, I, I, any amount of money, if I ever actually make money, I will keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah. I will keep it so secretive yeah. because it, I will never be able to spend time with him anymore. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. We're, we're going on vacation. You're... You guys want to come? Oh, yeah. You want me to come? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Just they, push the check over. Yeah, I know my family. They are milkers. And uh, that's why I uh, was so good at asking for money in yeah. lunchroom so many years ago. Well, I was just talking to uh, Preacher Lawson. So yeah. Preacher wa- was a finalist on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. It, like o- overnight success, they call it, right. right? So he's been working for many, many years. Yeah, he's a say, great after comedian. 15 years right. of hard nights and... Um, but now he's got a great career. He's making good money. He goes, he goes. You have no idea who comes out of the woodwork once you have a little bit of cash in your in your pocket. He's yeah. like, it's just crazy. He's like, you get, yeah, I'm a cousin, three times removed. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Marcus. Like, okay, you yeah. know, I'm starting the business. No, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, is there a GoFundMe? I'll put some money into it right yeah, now. Yeah, of yeah. course, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah let yeah. me in. Ground level. Little, yeah, it's a little crazy, you know, when people get like that. So. Yeah. So it seems like the you're doing the best with what you can with the the siblings and the family now. Yeah. Where are you at as far as and I know you know your girlfriend's in the room. Yeah. Uh, but eventually you want to have kids. You want to give them some more. How many grandkids do they have now? They have fourteen nieces. They have fourteen grandkids. Fourteen and counting. Are the other siblings having more? Well, or? it's like my oldest nieces. My my oldest niece and I, because my brother are my brother and I are only twelve years apart. My oldest niece and I are only eight years. I was gonna apart. say, do you have a yeah? So she's got like t- three three kids, and then my second oldest. You niece, have nieces with kids. Yeah, yeah has that. two, and that's part of the fourteen. So like oh, my parents now have four five great grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're fine with grandkids. Yeah. Like, like there's I go no, home and I can, there's none of that pressure. Ken, no. when are you gonna make us the grandbaby? No, my mom. No, the pressure I get from my mom is that she doesn't want me to be alone. Right. You know what I mean? And Jen. so like, is, yeah. So <laughs> I found Jen and my year seemed cool. Yeah. So. Um, How long have you guys been together? Uh, seven months now. Okay. But we've known each other for six years. Mm. So I finally broke the friend zone. Right. You know, that so was a long like, friend zone you put him in. It, it's a slow. It was a slow burn. Yeah, yeah it, took a, it took a while. It took a while. That's, so. <laughs> yeah, that's like breaking out of prison. Just yeah, ching, 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 yeah, ching. yeah. I, I shaw shanked her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a little bit. That sounds like an innuendo, folks. It's not. Yeah. You would think that it is. It you took would... twenty years with that hammer rock or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> rock hammer. I always said it would take fifty years. <laughs> he did it in seventeen. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's actually the analogy that I always use for show business. So you can tell your mom that there's no when you have your breakthrough, there's no breakthrough. Yeah. Every night I go chip away. Yeah. And some nights I get a bigger chunk, but yeah. it's still just a chunk. And the best advice I ever got, we were talking about him before the show, uh, Brad Garrett. So you and I work yeah. Brad Garrett's club in Las Vegas. Beautiful club. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest clubs to get into. Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. Everybody and Eeyore in the upcoming <laughs> Christopher Robin. Yeah. yeah well, he was check look, it out. He yeah, was born to play Eeyore. Oh, yeah. He looks like if he Eeyore. didn't land that part, it's yeah. like fire everybody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when we were there, uh, he was telling us about, because uh, um, he has another show coming out this fall. Yep. And that day, Romano had tweeted him, um, and it was like, hey, have you guys seen Romano or uh, Brad's new sitcom? Better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I and love it. I just liked the idea that these two still squabble. Oh, yeah. Like playfully. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, he gave you some show business. But I, I I reached out to him and I was just like, hey, I'm, you know, uh, he's kind of been a mentor. And I was like, I'd love any advice. Like, I feel like I've got some some chops as far as like the, the, the stand-up goes. I go, but I don't understand how the business works. And... He's like, uh, he's like, you have to let go of the idea of, quote, making it. Hmm. And he goes, if you're getting up every night and you're telling jokes and you're getting a little bit of money in your pocket, he's like, you've made it. Hmm. He goes, the people that I see that don't are the ones that are just focused on. What's next? What's, bigger. You know, what's bigger? Why don't I have this? And he's like, and it eats them alive. And he's like, no, it's not to say that you don't want to, like, reach that you know aspire to get that late night spot or aspire to get a a series regular whatever your goals are it's it's important to have goals but to get like consumed by like quote unquote not making it 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 takes the fun out of this thing yeah the ambition is good yeah that why don't i have this right because we you know that's in all of us and i can struggle with it and a lot of time like when i run that that stuff starts running through my head and stuff i'm like first off this doesn't help second off this is a miserable way to live oh yeah (laughs) you know it's much better when you can genuinely celebrate a friend's success you know or like you know there's once a year we get to uh you know 15 comedians uh new faces (laughs) uh get a public thing that i didn't get (laughs) you know yeah yeah once a year and i can go unbelievable and i'll start looking at them Uh, yeah that person right you know i told jen i go it's angst week in comedy yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's all it i go it's like we're happy for our friends that got it mm-hmm. that's exciting that they got this big showcase opportunity in canada yeah i go but why not me god and Again. then you, you just, when you look in the mirror like did i submit did i do enough to like network did I, you know there's a lot of things more i can be doing absolutely you know, all of us but Always. but i don't get caught up on that whole like you know why aren't why aren't I here? You just gotta you gotta stay in your lane. You gotta put blinders on and just keep going. I think it's good, especially yeah. And and this competition because you, I mean there is there is competition if you're in the sense that you know we live in a merit based thing. We're all sure. competing for spots, right? We're all competing, so it's a, it's an easy thing to get caught up into. And and the only outlet for me is to do everything that is not comedy. Like I'll go do stand up and then just focus on healthy relationships and my family and kids and all that kind of stuff you know and it's different for us because like you know my dad you know you you take a lieutenant's test and now you're a lieutenant you take a captain's test and now you're captain there's no testing in show business you just you keep you know and and i told uh, to jen this earlier i go at the end of the day i just got to keep writing you know what i mean i just haven't written the 10 jokes that are going to get me to whatever level i think i need to be at and and that's the only thing i can control the only thing I can control is just keep writing and keep working, keep good. Yeah, Hollywood is a, an industry with gatekeepers. Yeah. And they may let you in and they may not. Right. Plus, there's no really, I mean, AGT is maybe an exception, but there's not a lot of things that can make you an overnight success anymore. There's mm-hmm. no more Carson's Tonight Show, so. No. So do you, uh, do, get my to that, do you want to have a family? You want to get married, have kids? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, get married. <laughs> yeah, I've been, so I've married once before for three years. Okay. I'm divorced, but uh, that was six years ago. No but kids. I, no kids. Um, I would get married again for sure. I I I love I loved the idea of marriage. I'm not I'm not against it. I think a lot of divorced guys get a bad rap and like oh like, no. I, I would absolutely get married if it was the right situation. As far as kids go, I don't know. Um, you know, I had I had lunch with Tom Dreesen. So Tom Dreesen opened yeah. for Frank Sinatra for 14 years, and he's like he goes any comedian that tells you that he did this for his kids is full of. Shit. 
he's like, <laughs> he's like yes he's like we do it for ourselves yeah. and so like one of the things that i'm concerned about as far as being a father is like how present can i be in my kid's life and i think it's important to be present in their life and and for me to like i mean have i this... don't because i'm a comedian and a dad, <laughs> yeah. so i mean your dad didn't even give you lunch money Peace. so yeah. i mean what, you, you know it's not that my heart it's not hard for me to be better is <laughs> right. what i'm saying i don't right. even have to be present as long as there's some they can have some you know yeah chicken strips on wednesdays <laughs> So I think it's important for me to be able to have a life where I can be present and be there for my kids and not be that guy that's, you know, on the road 40 weeks a year. And, and It seems like, because like, I, I guess the first question I was going to have was there, is there anything, because I'm interested in this idea from people, is there anything from your family experience that you feel like I want to be a dad to redeem this or there's um, like just kind of venue of like, no, I, I, I want to be a dad. I want to raise a child i want to pass on with them i have them around is there any of that to you or is it more like eh, if it happens it happens if it happens it happens and if it doesn't conflict with or yeah. and if i can do this and not be gone 40 weeks a year because you're a real road dog you yeah yeah you you're out a lot yeah i'm out a lot but you know i i think it's it, again and i think it also depends on the the person that you marry like what what the agreement is between the two of them which is ultimately what led to my divorce is like i'm never gonna be a full-time comic and then like a year into marriage i'm like oh full-time comic you know and so remember uh, that chat we had about never uh fingers were crossed under the table (laughs) Uh, but yeah but i think it really depends on what you and your partner agree to and and if it's like look i'm gonna go do 40 weeks in the year i'm gonna send this much money home you gotta raise the kid then that's what it's gonna be but as a father i i know me and I know I'm not going to want to be away from my kid. You know what I mean? So I think that that's kind of like I got to either be all in with the fatherhood. I mean, it doesn't mean necessarily quit comedy, but maybe find a different avenue, mm-hmm. whether it's writing or acting or whatever. It's a lot but, more flights home is what it is. Yeah. For me, because it's, it's not unlike your dad's schedule of when he was doing like right. work three days, home four days, work five days, home two days, those yeah. kind of things. So but it's not one of those things. It's not just like, like, like for this weekend example, I'm going out to, I'm going to be in Colorado Friday through Sunday, come home, fly yeah. back to Colorado on Thursday. Right. If I were single, I'd be like, well, I'm just in Colorado all yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you find and, and, and you make it work. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, before we end here, do you have anything that you do want to plug? I know you're working on the album. That's not out that Yeah, not out yet. Um, you got a couple shows in L.A. Yeah, so I've got, uh, always. you can always check out my radio show. It's called That's Effed Up with Kim and Ken. It's on the Dash Radio Network. If you download the Dash Radio app, you can get it wherever apps are available. It's also available on Slack. Uh, if you have a Slacker downloaded, it's the only live comedy show on Slacker. Every Monday from 9 to 11, and then we replay it every Wednesday from 9 to 11. So check that out. My website has my schedule, KenGar.com, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ComedianKenGar. Uh, not the magician. There's a magician named Ken Gar. <laughs> Screw that dude, man. <laughs> We've been battling it out for years. Uh, Finally, he emailed me, and I'm like, mm, I win. <laughs> yes, that's you emailed me first. But I, it's so great. I show up to a venue, and like it's just a picture of him on the. I'm like, <laughs> not the right headshot, bro. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. So we went. Uh, this is a, a side story. So I did a show the other day where they had the. It was me and and Keith Johnson was on the show, yeah. and they had printed out the picture of who was going to be on it in like the back room and he was like I tend to one they get the name the face wrong there's so many Keith Johnsons yeah and we went and he was like told you it was wrong and I looked at it I was like I know who that is that's Dante Dante is a comedian the he's been in the game for Dante is like his name's not even Keith Johnson <laughs> Where, I don't know where this came from. Not It's not you. It's not a different Keith right, Johnson. It's right. a different human entirely. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for doing the show, man. Yeah, thanks man. For thanks for stopping by. Me. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebackthere at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you.